0: Josh Dobbs could not be your quarterback after the first quarter of this game.
1: You are correct.
0: That is a hot possibility.
1: Welcome to the Survivor Turnback Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that has a secret message for the audience about Jared that Jared is not going to know about, and he cannot ever find out. Oh, hi, Jared. I was here the whole time. I'm your host, Steven Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> a song about syphilis. Yeah, it is, isn't it?
0: About getting syphilis from, I believe, a sex worker.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Was there a point to that? No. I'm just riffing. Just wanted to inform us. I did do a trivia night the other night, and it was, uh, like, one of the questions about, like, this concoction of drugs is, like, the first time, it was, like, 1909, it's like the first time, like, they medicine had created something that could target a specific condition. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it targeting? And I was like, it has to be tuberculosis, right? It's 1909? Like, nope, syphilis. Hey. They solved syphilis in 1909. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Unless you live in Tuskegee. What does that mean? Or uh, were a Tuskegee Airman. Wait, you don't know about the Tuskegee experiments? No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to break a little bit of Stephen's innocence today. For those of you that know, that are listening, yeah. For those of you that don't, um, small content warning. About the horrors of mankind. Just
1: skip ahead two minutes, I guess. This is the podcast equivalent of the Mr. Incredible meme. What? For those who know? For those who don't know? Oh,
0: yes, correct. Um, So, uh, this is... I, I wasn't planning to talk about this so I haven't looked at it in a long time so apologies if I get like small details wrong but the the TldR of it is basically there was a group of uh, I believe black or indigenous peoples um, the Tuskegee people or they were part of an Air Force again the details are lost to me I, but- I know of the Tuskegee Airmen okay great it's that um basically they gave them uh, syphilis and or they had syphilis and when they came for uh for treatment they gave them fake treatment oh, in shit. order to learn, quote unquote, like what syphilis would do to somebody over the course of like years. Um That's if they just no treated good. the symptoms and didn't treat the underlying cause. Um the 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 important part of it is uh basically the medical community killed a bunch of people of color um because it thought it would be funny. That tracks, unfortunately. Yep. And it's, it's kind of like the uh, Nazi scientists or Unit 747 when it's like, hey, yeah, that stuff that you quote-unquote learned in those experiments, we, already, we, like, we knew, we theoretically, you didn't need to do that. We didn't actually learn much of anything from most of those. The cruelty was the point. There are people who go
1: undiagnosed until it's too late. There are people who just refuse treatment until it's too
0: late. And you learn from those things. Hey y'all, Jared here. I uh, want to do some fact checking on what we talked about there. First of all, it was Unit 731, not Unit 747. Uh, 747 is a plane. Uh, we were very much speaking off the cuff, but yeah. Uh, unit 731 is the Japanese unit that committed uh, war crimes, and the Tuskegee Airmen and the Tuskegee Syphilis Experiments are separate things. Um, however, the Tuskegee uh, Airmen was a fully, uh, uh, unit of fully black. Uh, soldiers in the Air Force, and the Tuskegee study of uh, untreated syphilis in the, uh, as is written here, Negro male, uh, yikes, um, was an experiment between 1932 and 1972, where basically they told them they were getting medication. These are uh, black men that lived in and around um, uh, Tuskegee, Alabama, through the... Uh, the Tuskegee University or Tuskegee Institute, depending on what time period it was in. Uh, Super gross stuff, did make for an interesting Wikipedia hole, but did want to uh, clear that up since it was kind of confusing in our conversation. All right, enjoy the rest of the episode. No, but what if we just terrorize people of color? (sighs) America. I think it was America. Tuskegee Airmen? That's America. Great. (laughs) I know the point and not a lot of the specifics is what I learned over the course of this conversation. I knew it years ago.
1: It it was a a black
0: uh, military force. Yes, okay, great. Yeah. Wow, we just took... We took a downer there. <laughs> I've learned a lot of horrors, and they kind of blend together sometimes, so okay. I'm glad you knew those details to help help flesh that out for All me. All
1: things are horror. Speaking of things that aren't horror, emails. If you wish to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivortBT at gmail.com, or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivortBT. I realize that sometimes it sits in the box until you accept it, so I have to like go in and catch if people have sent it. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. What in Reddit? In Reddit, yes. yeah. Because you can't just like straight up
0: message a random person on Reddit, which is good. Like it's it's a good system, but th- that made me concerned that there were hundreds, if not thousands, of unaccepted emails in no. my personal <laughs> Gmail. No, 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 no. You're fine. <laughs> okay, great. probably.
1: I mean, check your spam folder every once in a while. That's true. You lost a gig because of that. I did lose a gig, and it was like a decent gig. It was, I mean, it wasn't one that would be sustaining me artistically, but it would have gave me some sweet, sweet money. Sweet, sweet so man. if anyone on the Paw Patrol Live <laughs> crew wants to run it back... That's okay. I'm I'm good. <laughs> Mikhail, remove the flesh from your body if you go on another tour. <laughs> if I tour with Paw Patrol? That's not true. If I do a tour, there would be a conversation. If it's a good tour, then absolutely. If it's Paw Patrol Live for pennies, then no, we're not, not doing fair that. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> no, we're fast and loose this morning.
1: We are fast and loose. It's 10 in the morning on a Sunday. Jared's about to go watch football, I'm about to go to rehearsal, and I still have to edit a podcast episode for Monday, so we gotta get this shit done. (laughs) And it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Hell yeah. So, speaking of emails, an email from Carl Vanuatu, episode two email. For the record, I did not drink the Mexican water. I had the Mexican street tacos. (laughs) One time, and not only did I get sick, they were by far the worst tacos I had in the country. The pig intestine
0: tacos were slapping, though. I, okay, I know, like, I would eat pig intestines, but you can't tell me that they're pig intestines. <laughs> like, make another word for it that I don't know what it is.
1: Gotcha. So if I hand you, uh, like, oh, here's a La lingua taco. Yeah, I don't fucking care. I'll cool. eat it.
0: Awesome. It's meat. The FDA said it's good. Great, I'm done. I don't know if the FDA said it's good. Well, the, yeah.
1: that's cow tongue. Cool. <laughs> I don't, I, before I knew that great nice okay and also yes fuck J.J. J. Abrams I'd drive him to the gulag myself we have I guess we have a few enemies on this podcast one of which is J.J. Abrams do we need to, like a tier list of our enemies oh, that we're fun. picking
0: fights I mean, uh, with nobody a couple of them are dead Um, that's fair Ronald Reagan dead yep. Henry Kissinger dead Pat Robertson dead Mitch McConnell dead Looks like soon. Uh JJ Abrams redacted. <laughs> I feel like there's more people on the show we've been that we've we've been in. To yeah,
1: words. Yeah. That's fair. Have you seen I again we're going off off track here. Have you seen the TikToks of the guy doing the Mitch McConnell impression? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Where he just he stares at the screen and says these things. But it's like in his brain. Yeah. I don't like when people Touch the I I can't even like think of good things that he said because they're they're so funny and it's like I don't want my voice attributed to those things sure but go look it up it's a good time Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Aaron well yeah anyway I love this episode good to have some comedy back in the show if nothing else picture of the episode It's the the blindfold puzzle yeah we're we're kind of like. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, a a hug, but he's mouth wide open. It's it's a mess. Okay. Thank you. Uh, notes, mostly miscellaneous. Despite the generation gap on Yasser, I'm pretty sure Leanne and Amy are both younger than Lisa. Amy saying, I think Lisa likes being in the undergr- younger group made me laugh. Mm. Yeah. Respect the island cracked me up, too. It's just so caveman-y. unga to the boonga. Did you catch Jeff calling Mia's celebration dance a moonwalk? Either Jeff doesn't know what a moonwalk is or the cameraman missed Mia pulling off a seriously impressive dance move on a balance beam.
0: I didn't even – yeah, I didn't get, clock that. That's
1: it it wasn't a moonwalk, but, yeah, it was like a a celebratory walk in that direction kind of bad. We've all been there.
0: We're on the spot. We're trying to make a creative uh, term for what we see, and we use the wrong one. We have hours of content of us doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's classless. Rory's angry, nerdy voice is fantastic.
0: I'm so excited to talk about Rory this episode.
1: <laughs> Not Jared calling Christy from Amazon Christine. What's next? You both Fuck. refer to John P. as Brady during the entire scene. Oops. D- uh, Bubble is telling John P. he was too much of a threat. Not Brady, but he's totally understandable that that's a mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the th- except for um, is John P. the John that's still left? Because now I just know him as John. I think not. No, JP got voted out. Okay. Yeah. So, except for the John that's still left, all of the young guys all looked the same to me. They all looked like they were playing, they were 30-year-olds that were playing senior year high school quarterbacks on a Disney Channel original movie.
1: <laughs> it did look like a modeling casting room. Yes. Like, they're just like, ah, you three, come do Survivor. Yeah. And I think that's a failure on casting.
0: I also well we'll talk about one this episode, but I think that it's a failure on theming, and I think that the man versus women uh premise for this season was poorly thought out with the cast that mm-hmm. they have.
1: And, and as much crap as casting gets in Future Survivor, they do a good job of not putting the same body type like in the
0: game where you literally cannot tell them apart
1: where you're like ah, uh who which which one of you did that i'm not sure sure i'll forget names but i won't be like uh one of you yeah one of you folks yeah lastly i love players like dolly i love total messes that have no idea what they're doing
0: and flame out in a matter of episodes it's pretty funny it's a good time also going back real quick I think I called Krista, Christine, like, 17 times during Amazon. Like, that was a common mistake. (laughs) Who was that? Christy? Christy?
1: You said Krista last time.
0: No, I said Krista. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: exactly. So (laughs) that's where we're at. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. You know who I mean. I know who you mean. But again, I have to call you out. We're getting called out in the emails. I know. I love
0: our listeners. Yeah,
1: you're great. Moving on to Tyler. Tyler, All Stars was ranked 26th out of 40 by Entertainment Weekly, 16th out of 30 by the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast, and 24th out of 40 in the... up. uh, when they updated it. 25th out of 40 by Purple Rock Podcast, 29th out of 40 by Inside Survivor, and 9th out of 40 by Collider.
0: So okay, it- well, Collider is insane. Because <laughs> all of the rest of those are so uniform. They all sit at about, like, it's a little worse than halfway. Half and lower. Like, yeah, they're yeah. all about, like, you know, like, 60% to the bottom. Yeah, Like, they're on the wrong side of, of 50. It's and, not like, even barely. that.
1: It's It's about... to 75%. Yeah. They're all fitting in that category. And then Collider went, no, no. We love it. Top 10. We love it. Yeah. Something I've avoided mentioning until now, but given his future appearances on Amazing Race, at least one more appearance on Survivor and having his wedding televised, it's that you've wondered why Marquesas seems to have been buried as much as it has been. And while I think the reasons stated before, like the miserable conditions for the crew were factors in that, I think another reason is that producers and CBS being aware that their little golden boy, Boston Rob, doesn't exactly come off great in that season, so they try to draw as little attention to it as possible.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, Boston Rob is not flattering in Marquesas. He's likable still, but he doesn't play a great game and he's kind of a dick.
1: yeah. I mean, that's exactly the same in All-Stars. Yeah, but it
0: works, so it's fine. History
1: is written by the winners, Steven. Sure, I see what you're saying. While Brooke has kept a low profile since Survivor, he did attend the wedding of a future contestant from Survivor Tocantus, who becomes arguably one of the biggest characters of all time. Hmm. So apparently he's he's still somewhat connected to the Survivor community. Amy, who is 31 and could go on either side of the generation gap, is actually with the older group. Yeah, we, we talk about that a little bit. Uh It's just so interesting these old young dynamics. It is, and it really perceived.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how they like self-identified the split. But it really isn't based on age. It's really based more on mentality. Like you have the two, the two older women in Scout and Twyla, like that are objectively older than everyone else. The two younger women in Eliza and Mia, who are objectively younger than everyone else, and then everyone else is kind of in the middle. Like it seems like they're all kind of in the like early 30s, like, late 30s, maybe early 40s, like, you can be, like, you're not really, you're, you probably have just as much in common with Eliza at 35 as you do with Twyla, depending on your life experience. Like, it it matters so much more, like, how you have lived your life than, like, your actual age at that point. Sure, sure, sure. For the guys, it's a much harder line. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's... And I love the
1: models versus the dads. And I, I looked it up, too, and it's really funny. Because on the Survivor wiki, they name the alliances. And it's really funny because they just straight up named it the fat guys. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it was said in the show, so there you go. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Moving on to our last email from Carl. Carl, episode three email. I agree with Jared, Vanuatu's cast is so intensely normal, which on paper doesn't sound like it would make for especially great TV, but I love it. I
0: I go back and forth so hard, and yeah, we're going to spend a lot of the episode talking about that, because that's what's in my notes. The way that this shake-up really, I think, makes the season better, and how they could have done that from the beginning.
1: Okay. Also, it's not Jerry Mackerel or whatever Jared has been saying, it's Jerry Manathy. I knew that, but... Jared doesn't know that. What is McEnany? I, I have no idea what... T- you keep saying it, and it's not a thing. What is it again? Manathy.
0: Manathy. No, that's not right. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I like Jerry McEnany better.
1: Uh, okay. Picture the episode. <laughs> it's Sarge <laughs> doing a very intense stare into the distance, piercing into your soul, and... Finding whatever he needs to find. That look when somebody takes the last piece of pie before you got there. Doesn't have much from the episode. Not even sure if this pick was from the episode or Sarge's time in the war.
0: is <laughs> getting flashbacks.
1: Notes. John K. later said his decision to give Amy immunity was based on not wanting anyone to be mad at him long term. Yeah.
0: Like uh, I talked about.
1: Or even after the game. Uh, okay, well, that's a little silly. <laughs> yeah, i a little bit more later on, uh, John, but for now, I'll just say that makes sense for him. Are we aware of the terms Fat Five or Fit Four? If not, these are common terms for the Dude Alliances in the season. There you go. The Fit Four wow. may be the least successful alliance in history to have its own name.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. They all Three of them are gone, and the fourth one would be gone if not for the fact that they tribe-swapped. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's not a good thing if you come out the gates swinging with an alliance name when you are in the minority. (laughs) Yeah. When you're pinning yourself to an alliance that is doomed to fail. It's
0: the Zoolander's alliance. They just got caught up in the gasoline fight.
1: (laughs) I also super-duper loved Amy and Twyla's conversation at Tribal because it's such a genuine human connection moment. I love that Twyla has pretty clear insecurities about not being able to relate to women but is willing to not only be open and honest about that, but try to work on that. Yep. And Twyla's been
0: buried the last couple of episodes, and I miss her.
1: <laughs> and Amy, of course, comes off as super good-hearted, like Jared said. Yeah. Fun things he liked. Mia calling Twyla fake. Might be the least applicable adjective you could have possibly ascribed to Twyla. That is projection. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Also, Mia saying, we could have been doing that work. Uh, and yes, that's the point. You could have been. Right. <laughs> the edit making it look like John K. just got up and left while Eliza was talking to him. Dead. <laughs> so funny. Mia, your volcano erupts more than I'd like. Good luck fighting a husband that'll put up with you. I know you talked about it, but holy shit. What it's a savage. What a mean thing to say for an elderly hippie.
0: <laughs> that, would, that just tells you how Little Scout liked her.
1: Oh, yeah. It's... It, that wouldn't have ended well had she stayed <gasps> on that tribe. Yeah. I also love Scout as a casting choice. An old, petty, lesbian, Native American hippie with a wrong size fake knee? Hell fucking yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. No. There, there are some real fucking winners on this cast. Uh-huh. The problem is, which we'll get into, they're all so normal. I, I love that they're all so normal you need a couple of freaks <laughs> you need you need to sprinkle the normal out over more seasons i feel like the last couple of seasons we got mostly like f- freaks and then they're like okay we're going to we're going to tone that back but you you it, it is really nice to have the offsetting dynamics what's
1: that balance what's what's the breakdown that is feels accurate to have
0: is it 50-50 uh I don't know. I don't know either. It might be sixty forty normal, the uh, freak. sixty to seventy percent normal, thirty to forty percent freaks. What would you say this breakdown is? Uh, me a freak, but not a in a good way. Uh, I just I think she's a poor casting choice and clearly a glory hound that shouldn't have been on Survivor. Like go on Big Brother. It's that's what you're looking for. Um, Eliza, for sure. Is a freak? Yes. <laughs> She's a crazy person. I love her. Um, I would like to
1: just stop and say we're using the word freak endearingly. Oh, like, yeah. I I do think that some of these people are super cool and I would hang out with them in oh, real absolutely. life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I like all these people. Okay. Um, Scout's a bit of a freak. Uh, I can't think of any of the guys that are, I guess maybe Chris is kind of like, a weirdo freak guy. Okay. But like that's kind of it.
1: I think you could throw Sarge and Oh, you know what? I Travis try pr- in there.
0: Yeah, Sarge is like Mia to me. Okay. Or like Sarge is the archetype that I don't like, which is the grumpy old dude that's all about work. Sure. I I understand the value that brings to the show. I just don't like it.
1: It's just not
0: my. It's not my bag. Yeah, I just am not a big fan of it. Okay. It's just kind of. It's always the same argument, despite whatever season it is. In, <laughs> it is in and whoever it is. Sure. Um. And I guess Rory's kind of a freak. You go, Rory. Yeah. Freak out. Freak out. Freak out. Also, I didn't know Scott was Native American. Yeah, I. I
1: believe it's like a, a partial situation. Sure. But yeah. Whatever. It, what Scott. the government only requires you to be one eighth Native American to get those scholarships. So I'm sure. Get them
0: scholarships, baby. Unless you're Elizabeth Warren.
1: <laughs> Bumper.
0: I love Elizabeth Warren, but that was not a good look. All right. This episode came out on October 14th of 2004. So only six days between episodes on this one. This is one where they pushed the day of the week back. And it was a pretty uneventful week, to be honest. Okay. The only thing that I really g- could pull was uh Christopher Reeve died. Um he had an adverse reaction to an antibiotic at fifty two. So pretty young. Um he's this uh he's one of the supermen. Uh, oh, okay somewhere yeah, yeah, in yeah. time. Um as somebody who also has uh crippling antibiotic allergies. I see you. I you didn't, didn't die though. You so. have
1: antibiotic a- Yep, you've allergies. <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. Okay. No, like uh, penicillin, amoxicillin, uh, and and zithromax. Like, if I have something that needs antibiotics, the doctor's like, "Fuck." Okay, what can what we do? You,
1: what do you do in that situation?
0: Uh, there's like one I can take. It's the one that starts with a C. Um, okay. That name i forget. Cephalexin. My um, pharmacy technology coming in handy. Uh, it's disgusting. It smells like death, <laughs> and I hate it. And I've okay. only been on antibiotics like four times in my life. So. Okay. So yeah, don't get uh, mono or. I've had mono, so I can't get it again.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that? Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I, you, I think, or maybe, I don't know.
1: Or I guess syphilis, bringing it back all around. I do not have syphilis. <laughs> okay, good.
0: Can confirm. <laughs> all right, so the top five movies are uh, Ladder 49, Shall We Dance, we're talking number three in a minute, Friday Night Lights, and Shark Tale. Number three is a new one, as is Shall We Dance. Number three is Team America, World Police. I
1: do know of Team America, World Police.
0: So, I feel like this movie, more than any other movie that we have talked about, is so of its time. And its parody of the the war movement is maybe a little bit ahead of its time, honestly. Mm-hmm. But then, it's also that type of media that like, the worst people that it's trying to make fun of champion it because they don't understand that it's irony
1: yes so movie info i mean that's all of like it's it was created by the south park people yes it anything that they do people latch on to like oh no honey you don't get it
0: sometimes yeah i i'd say it's 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 a little more split with some of their other stuff like book of mormon and like specific south park episodes
1: i mean even in that though the the Mormon church like heavily advertises in the playbill of Book and Mormon. Which is great. Which is they don't I mean, get the joke. They don't they don't get the joke, but or they do and they're like, we just gotta take the opportunity, man. Like Yeah, go. that's true.
0: Mormons have never been more popular, like, as as something that people knew about than like Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um and war movies in general have this issue where like no matter how much you try to make it seem bad, it always looks cool. A problem. Anyway, when North Korea ruler Kim Jong il, played by Trey Parker, orchestrates a global terrorist plot, it's up to the heavily armed marionettes of the highly specialized Team America unit to stop his dastardly scheme. The group, which includes the Thespian Averse technology expert Chris, Matt Stone, not only has to face off against Jong Il, but they must also contend with FAG FAG No, I got it, thank you. The Film Actors Guild. A, a cadre of Hollywood liberals at odds with Team America's policing the world tactics. What's uh, what do you think the uh, Rotten Tomatoes is on <laughs> Team America World Police? This Steven? is this
1: is definitely a critics' pandit, and the audiences are probably better than that. So I'm gonna go with a, a 23 critic score and a 45. No, I feel like it's going to be higher than that. Let's go at
0: uh, 53 audience score. God, I love watching you squirm, especially when you're so wrong. Uh, Both critics and audiences kind of love this movie. Damn it. Critics, 77%, and audience score, 80%. Really? Yeah, I know. I was a little surprised, too, that the critic was that high.
1: Okay. Again, it is of its time. Did we mention that these are puppets? This is I I don't think we mentioned that. This is a puppet movie. Yeah. That's kind of important. Yeah. I think the one thing that you needed to know about this is that they were making a Matt Damon puppet and they screwed up the look so much that they're like we need to we need to make that his character <laughs> like he needs to sound like he is dumb. And that's art through adversity, baby. They just rolled with it. Matt Damon.
0: I actually haven't seen it. Ed's, I've seen like clips.
1: Ed's for the best. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. There are things that can be taken from it, but also, again,
0: it does not hold up. Fair enough. Well, we've been riffing for 30 minutes, so we should get to the episode. Okay, fine. Episode five Earthquakes and Shakeups. It's
1: so Jared. Theme song's growing on me. Yeah. I I wasn't super big on it maybe cuz I like the like orchestration a lot and this one kind of takes out the orchestration which I can I can get behind that they they made a strong choice and they're like boom go with it.
0: Yeah. I it's grown on me. Okay. I agree.
1: All right. So we start with the awkward men sitting around camp. What the fuck is this argument? Why is this in here? I think it's to Put a bad light on Bubba to, like, Mm. show that he is hard to work with sometimes.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting thought because, obviously, Bubba goes home this episode. Uh Uh-huh. You have the weird thing I point out a couple episodes ago of, like, why are they talking about, like, oh, he misses his family and that might be a problem? You have this weird argument that is about nothing. And also, like, it seems like we come to it late. Like, it seems like they didn't have cameras on them and then had to, like, they came in midway through the argument. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think you're right, because I think Bubba could very quickly become a fan favorite. I liked him a lot. And he goes home early. Yeah, he so does. So you gotta put, you got to put some negative light on him so that people aren't mad.
1: Kind of like Tom. He has that rural charm of like, oh, you're kind of goofy, but I, I like that.
0: They also try to use it to set up the, oh, we need all these men. We need to mix up the tribes. How are we going to mix up the tribes? <laughs> It's or, just really clumsy. I maybe it's the
1: self awareness that he is not self aware. That's which true. sets up the later bit, which we we riffed on in the opening. That he just is not aware of his situation.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say not self aware. Not a forward thinker. Okay, okay. because because I think his his post game confessional of him being like, I think the Yankees are going to hire me to steal signs at first base. Like it is it is self aware in okay. a way.
1: But it's post-self-aware, after he's been called out already.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah, they're sitting around talking about how there is a prime spot for the fire because the the wind comes from one direction usually. And he always sits in the best spot and never rotates.
0: What the fuck are we doing? Like, we have never had – and, like, it's not said, but we've – maybe this is because it's all men. We've never had problems with people, like – sleeping on top of each other for they like people cuddle all the time for body warmth are these are the dads just so like insecure about their own bodies and sexuality that they're like nope we sleep in a circle around the fire like you all can get on one side if you get a little closer is it sleeping or is it just even sitting they specifically said sleeping because i remember bubba talking about like well i i'll just not sleep by the fire at all then i I was confused about
1: that, but i I could see where that that would be that way. just sleep together, yeah, or sleep, yeah, sleep on the same side of the of the fire. It's okay, it's a dumb argument, yeah, <laughs> okay, well, then that happened, and then, oh hey, a boat with a conch shell. this is so weird, man, it, it is weird i and, uh, I kind of like it, but it's so weird, it's pretty funny where you're just like, okay, something is happening, but we don't know what's happening. Uh,
0: by this point in the episode, I thought, if it wasn't for the fact there's an intro Mm -hmm. song, I would have thought that I had missed the first 10 minutes of the episode. (laughs) Like, this (laughs) argument coming in halfway, Mm -hmm. no lead up, them coming in on a boat, I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Yeah.
1: So, uh, a native person comes on a boat well two native people and one of them stands up and does like a full-on i have an announcement section but in a language that nobody else understands
0: they didn't didn't bother to get a translator
1: no 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 but they get to the point where they're like okay he's asking for one person who is to like be the head
0: of us one chief one chief one chief and like i know going back to the translator thing i just said it might it might be difficult to find somebody that speaks that local dialect because who knows how fragmented the language is up- across this archipel- archipelago. Whatever. Ha. But it was colonized by the French. I would not be surprised if they all know at least some French words. You can find a French-English to translator. I believe in you. Okay. <laughs>
1: anyway, the guys are like, well, we all know. We we think about it. We talk about it. They're like,
0: Sarge, they're calling
1: for you. It's
0: obviously Sarge. Yeah. The The, the – chiefs quote-unquote the leaders of these tribes are obvious pretty obvious i, I think i wouldn't want sarge to be my leader i fucking hate sarge and i think that's where the hesitation came from yeah is that
1: it seems obvious but people are like well do we want this to be our representation <laughs> yeah so sarge comes forward they give him a necklace and a staff cool and you're like okay objectively dudes rock and then they leave and they're gone
0: I, the confusion is palpable and I, it is charming. I do like the them coming and being like, all right, yep, here you go. And like, part of me wonders if they were supposed to do anything else, but just like didn't get the memo, like mm-hmm. the, the local people, um, because they don't have a translator. It seems like <laughs> objectively hilarious.
1: This is something I think Survivor does well in that you don't have to give out all the details to, let Survivor happen. Yeah. In a game like Amazing Race, you have to yeah. tell them all the details all the time.
0: Well, and I think I think why this works, mm-hmm. at least for me, it it makes the Americans look stupid. Yes. Like this is not it does not feel like there's like a fine line between what we've all that stuff we talk about with like the objectification versus like celebration. I don't think it's really much of either of that. I think it's um they just make the Americans look like bumbling idiots. Oh, yeah. And leave them on the beach going,
1: okay. I mean, just like with Da, like, these people are, this is their home. They're in charge here. Yeah. Like, go on. And it, it does. It makes the, the survivor contestants look like idiots. Kind of nice. It's fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> they do the same at the ladies' camp and immediate, like, scouts are chief.
0: All right. Yep. I also the the names Scout and Sarge for your team leaders. Fucking cool. Fucking cool as hell. It sounds like you're playing a video game. Correct. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> Scout's our chief Amy. Well, she's the oldest. She's the wisest? Question mark. And then someone says <laughs> someone talks to these two people as they're leaving, as if they're a baby. Yeah. Going bye-bye. <laughs> Going, bye-bye
0: and i'm like oh okay i know why their brain defaulted to that and i don't i don't remember who it was i don't necessarily blame them because it doesn't like you're trying to figure out the way to simplify your language uh-huh. and your brain misfired and went simple language mean baby. baby i speak like baby they understand me
1: you want to eat snack <laughs> uh play games yeah. It, it, it drove me a little nuts, but I, I just laughed because oh, it's, it, it, it's, so, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we do, we do the same thing. We're having a, a conversation. We're like, oh, man, it's probably a swap. Oh, the my favorite part is this is a an interview with Leanne, like doing a confessional. Yeah, there's probably a swap, but we just have to wait and see. Holy oh, shit. Oh, Yeah. And Which
0: I, I will say that does lead some credibility to Survivor of like, hey, your confessionals aren't that edited down. Like, that, that, I mean, I, they are. They picked up the time and are. all of that. But, like, not, I guess, not spliced together. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was a very stream of consciousness thing that Leanne was saying. And until it, Until it panned up because of the earthquake, it felt like it was a normal confessional.
1: I appreciate what the editing team did here. Yeah. In that they left a lot of the footage of cameramen like losing control of their cameras or turning them in directions that obviously do not benefit the audience. Yep. But it shows us, oh, this is a huge event. Like nobody planned for this.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, This actually, this episode, a little known fact, is the prequel to Cloverfield get out of here (laughs) out of my house
1: man get out of my home anyway yeah that happens then we just go right down to business yeah so we we hang up we're like jeff you guys feel that you guys feel that earthquake
0: yeah yes jeff yeah they are on the earth (laughs) and it was a quake of the earth um i i okay now's i think a good time to talk about the casting and the ensemble this season, like I teased in the beginning of the episode. Okay. So, I wrote down a few things at this point. This feels like the uncanny valley of seasons.
1: We've used this before, and I got in trouble for uncanny valley, so you're going to have to describe what you mean here. Uncanny? You did? I mean, I mean, I talked my way through it, but oh, like, okay. you're like, that doesn't work in that scenario. I'm like, well, okay, here's why.
0: Uncanny, uncanny valley in the way that, like, it looks kind of like Survivor. All the things of Survivor are there, but it's just off. It's off and I it's like hard to articulate why. Hmm. The the camera quality seems lower than All Stars. Like it seems like we have taken a like in the quali- in the in the like actual like digitization, the actual like what I am seeing with my human eyes, it looks like it is back to like season 3 quality. Hmm. Like, it seems like it had gotten better, and now it's taken a step back. Don't know why that is. That could just be because the other ones got, like, uh, the more, like, All-Stars and Pearl Islands the ones that are more popular, got, like, uh, editing passes to make them look better for modern audiences. That's kind of weird. The casts are, like, almost Survivor, but they're not quite right. Like, it's very ensemble-heavy, like we talked about. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not quite working. Like, every every guy that's been voted off so far feels like Control-C, Control-V. Like, they're just copy and pasted. And it's just not quite right. Eliza, even in this episode, like, Eliza has this, like, tangent where she's like, I don't want to vote off the men because we have challenges coming. And then that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like The episode feels like it starts halfway through. It's Something is off. And
1: I want to attribute a little bit of that to we are coming off of All-Stars. And that All-Stars probably did have a lot more money thrown at it. Guaranteed. Uh, And two, it had players who knew how to play the game. And now we're starting over with people who, I mean, they've seen the show clearly. But they don't know how to play the game and they don't know what works.
0: Yeah, and I also think this episode is the first time this season has worked for me. Okay, I've I've enjoyed it. It's I, I think I've talked before about it being like very comfortable. I'm like, oh, it's like a cozy blanket. Like it is. There is a part of it that's like charming and Borneo esque, and that it's kind of messy and sloppy, and nobody knows what they're doing, including production. All of a sudden, for some reason, <laughs> but now that they've mixed up the tribes, this is the first episode that feels like a good episode of survivor gotcha i don't know if that has to do with just the the dudes alliances that split and the fact that i mean the whole except for bubba rory and the john that is left i think the whole guy's tribe is a failure of casting oh okay i think individually they could be interested they could be in their own seasons. Like, I think that some of them are kind of always, I mean, the, the young guys are all just like, they seem like they're all like model. Nobody's Brooke or, or not, not Brooke Brady uh, has some interesting parts about him. He seems like he's cunning, but they are worse than the sum of their parts. That tribe is awful to watch together. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, and a lot of the women have like blended into the background. Like we haven't seen anything from Julie. We've seen hardly anything from Leanne. We've seen hardly anything from Lisa, except in the moments where it's like some drama has popped up. But like, if you're not Scout Twyla or Eliza, you're not getting screen time in in that women's tribe.
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Hmm. And this mix-up, what's kind of interesting about it to me is that they, they let the contestants split it, which to me does feel like a direct change because of the Amber tribe swap amber. last season where it was like the same tribes and just amber switching they're like we cannot have that happen again we have to do something fucking else that created to me a tribe i like and a tribe i just don't <laughs> care what happens to
1: i'm i'm gonna take a guess that it's you like the yasser tribe correct and you do not like the Lopevi. correct okay yeah okay Interesting.
0: For the most part. There's a couple people I like on Le Peavy, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think that's a good jumping off point of that we we do a split. We have our two quote-unquote chiefs leading this. One of them gets to split the people. The other gets to decide which team. I this, like that. This is some children cutting a dessert
0: bullshit. No, I really like it. No, I,
1: I love it. It's great. It's a very smart way to do it because your incentive is to make it as even as possible because yeah. you don't know which team you're getting.
0: Yep. I The only part I didn't like about it was rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets to do what. I mean... Could we have had some type of competition? No. All right. <laughs> I. What do you do at that point? Even drawing rocks. Even drawing rocks is better than playing rock, paper, scissors.
1: Sure. Sure. I get it. So anyway, the team, Sarge wins. He chooses to pick his tribe. So, Scout is the one dividing, and she divides Bubba, Leanne, Eliza, Rory, and Amy, and the other tribe, John, Twyla, Chad, Chris, Julie.
0: There's only one problem with how they set this up. Uh Uh-huh. By making... So, because each tribe picked a chief, you are always going to have... One man, one woman that are doing... That are picking... That are going to be on separate tribes. Yes. And then you make them pick one man, one woman at a time. So you're... You have the ability, depending on, like, who Sarge picks, and this is what happens, that the numbers are all fucked up. Yeah. Like, there's basically a tribe of men that shanghaied two women. I didn't... That sounds real bad. Uh, And then there's a tribe of women that shanghaied two men. Yeah. Like, that... I don't know what the fix is there,
1: but I think I think you hit it a little bit is that you either don't you, – you don't guide them that like you have to go one man, one woman so that you can do a little bit more zhuzhing. I think and, they were just so worried about
0: basically getting the same tribes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see your point. I don't know. I don't know how you fix yeah. that. So, yeah. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe it doesn't need to be fixed. Maybe not. We'll find out. We'll come back, and we'll ask you that in a couple episodes. Sarge picks door number two and goes with John, Twila, Chad, Chris, Julie, thus creating the four and two. We were talking My about first her.
0: thought was, oh, Sarge looked for where Rory was and went to the other tribe.
1: <laughs> I wish to be away from that. Yep, and then Scout gets the other one. Also, Lisa was left out. Lisa, what does that mean?
0: I go bye-bye? <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Yeah, you're just gone. Well. <laughs> can you imagine that would be the worst fucking way to leave survivor
1: in our live stream playthrough of survivor castaway island i guess if you just lose the first immunity challenge individually you're gone
0: yeah if, if if you lose the merge one you just go home
1: what the fuck that just drives me nuts uh yeah no she gets to pick a team and she goes with scout so i think that helps balance it a little bit i don't
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course she's going to pick the tribe with more women. That's where her alliance is. So yeah. it just skews the numbers farther in their favor.
1: But I think it helps balance challenge strength.
0: Oh, fair.
1: Because then you're not stuck with someone who is a glaring fault at a physical challenge in Scout. She doesn't have to do one that is That's true. completely physical.
0: Well, now she does. You, okay.
1: Anyway... We have a reward challenge that we're doing. You're diving for 13 markers and that are underwater. And at the end of 10 minutes, the team with the most wins a reward of Pringles and beer and a waterfall trip. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: but first, here's one chip for your Dear entire God, tribe. One chip. I think that's funny. Fuck
0: off. Um, I boy, the reward budget is lower. <laughs> it's much lower than the last couple of seasons
1: was it, is it a budget thing or is this on purpose
0: well I think it's a budget and logistics thing okay I think it is have you looked on a map where where uh Vanuatu is oh it's
1: it's it a very tough place to get to it's
0: very similar to our cases where it's like we're gonna fucking slap reward challenges together based on what we can ship here because it is expensive like getting shit to Panama not that hard yeah getting shit to Vanuatu? Much harder. Much harder, especially as an American. Like if, like, if you, if your production company—I mean, I, CBS is global, but like—is out of Australia a little easier? Are you saying
1: that a country that is a designated shipping route for the entire world is easier to get to than an island in the middle of nowhere? I know it's a hot take, but yes. <laughs> Okay. I also think that Pringles had something to do with oh, this. Oh, 100%. Because it was the sponsor and it didn't want to be up like it it didn't want to be upstaged by anything else. Sure. So, here's Pringles and no f- name beer.
0: Yeah, that's true. They didn't they just said beer.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cuz they removed the label from whatever beer it is. It was just a brown Hilarious. bottle. Yeah. Anyway, we we do the challenge, Bubba sits out, and this is what did
0: you think of this challenge? It's so close to being great. Okay, why? So I like the concept. I think what made it not as fun to watch as it could have been was the fact that it's timed rather than number of people. It should have been like everybody goes once or everybody goes probably twice because there's 13. So everyone could go twice and and that could, you'd get up to 12. Sure. So... Um and then the thirteenth could be the tiebreaker if you're still tied or whoever gets that fastest or whatever. That feels like a better way to do it than as a viewer. As a for competition wise, maybe ten minutes is fine. It it's a close challenge, but it's really hard to figure out where they are in the timer. It's much easier to track how many people are left to go.
1: Yeah. I think I think you just have less markers. That are further spaced, and then, like, you just try to get them all, and you get only get, like, a certain number of attempts at each... Maybe. ...depth. I don't know.
0: I'm okay with... I With the 13, I'd be fine with that if you're going through everybody one at a time, because then you can strategize your order.
1: Sure. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Or you do, like, a point system where the deeper ones are worth mm. more points. Also, maybe make the rings float. Maybe make the rings float. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. It added a little bit of chaos into a game that you're Fair. like, oh, whoops, I dropped it. Well, it's gone. Anyway, just to sum it up real quick, it was real close for a long time, and then Le Peavy squeaks it out at the end, because Amy can't tie it up.
0: Yeah. Yep. And Chris is really good at this challenge. He was pretty good at this. He's the one that drops one. But beyond that, he's really good at this challenge. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people surprised me. I think Scout did a really good job. Yeah. She didn't have to go very deep, because she did the first one, but yeah. even still, she was... Hanging with everybody else,
0: the the only people on La that really interest me at this time are Chris and John. Okay, that's just I want to say that's that. it.
1: That's just yeah. what you wanted to say. End of thought. Cool. Okay, yeah. So we that ends, and we we sit in our new tribes for like five minutes because the early part of the of the show took up most of the time. Yeah. So Twyla already fits in better with this new tribe. There's guys, yay! It's dudes. It's dudes and bros. Dudes rock. Julie's buzzed up, but not from the beer. I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy.
0: Julie, it's fine. You can, you can, you can drink. You're allowed. You, they, <laughs> you are of age, and they gave you the beer. It's you can say you're just buzzed. I'm, I'm
1: feeling good. Uh, and John, young John, is pretty excited about this. Odd, he was pretty doomed, and now he's yeah. like, oh, I, it seems fine now.
0: Do you think he was the next vote on the guy's tribe? I joke. I said earlier he was, but I actually don't think he was. Yes. Really? Yes. I could see them. The way, the way it was
1: playing out, they were just like, they were so unwilling to work with anyone. They, it could have been Rory. Like I
0: feel like when you get the other alliance down to a singular person, they usually don't pick off that other person right away. Mm-hmm. They usually take out one of their own first.
1: Depend on the season. And this one it's seemed true. pretty tribalistic at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're probably right.
1: All right. Well... That happened. And then we go right into immunity. Yay.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. No, we have one thing I want to talk about. Okay. A couple uh, a couple small things, actually. Oh, I think I know what to talk about. Well, go on. the first one is, why does Bubba have a confession that is entirely in profile? He's not looking at the camera. I don't know. He's entirely... It's entirely him facing somewhere else. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, I did like the quote, I'm sweating like a prostitute in church. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's a pretty classic. Funny. And then... There's this dumb argument with Amy about like not showing the men how to chop a coconut. Yeah,
1: Lisa wants to show the men. She's like, "Hey, we got new people. Cool. Hey, look at this thing that Da taught us." And, and- this
0: is the worst kind of argument. Okay. In life and in Survivor, this is the kind of argument that is about something that it's not actually about. Uh huh. Where like Amy kind of hints on it of like we're just we're getting too buddy buddy with them. Like it's it's women staying strong. Cool, fine, but this is the wrong hill to die on. Chopping, showing them how to more effectively chop coconuts makes your lives easier. Yes. What? There is no downside to this. So Amy
1: is worried that the men are going to come in and start like getting into the ladies' alliance.
0: Yeah, and like I understand that anxiety. This is the wrong way to bring it up, and the wrong specific thing to bring it up with. You want them doing work. Sure. They're on your tribe. You live together. I agree. It'd be like, imagine, like, imagine if it was like. And and like also I think it's uh who is it? Lisa that's Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lisa doesn't have a good argument either. She's like, I just think it's cool. It's also effective. It's also like a good way to do things that was shown to you by Dot. Like, imagine if this argument was over firewood instead. If it was mm-hmm. like Oh, no, don't show them a good way to chop firewood. That's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: what? Lisa wanted to show off. Lisa wanted to be like, hey, look at this thing that I know how to do that yeah. you don't. I think that's fine. I th- I think I see both arguments, and I would agree with Lisa, not with Amy. But yeah. I see why Amy is concerned. I understand her anxiety. I don't understand why this is the trigger for it. <laughs> in a game about numbers, we want to be in the numbers. Okay, now we're moving on to immunity. And this is the part where Bubba comes in and he's like, hey, Chris, Chris, th- think about the merge. Think about the merge. You have the numbers. And aye, aye, aye. is not subtle about it in the
0: slightest. It's really funny. It, it's It's stupid. It is a self-inflicted wound. He shoots himself in the foot. And he doesn't even, like, if he took a second and didn't talk later and, like, thought about it, he could have probably lied and sold this of, like, yeah, I'm on the bottom here. I don't want to go home, I was asking them to throw the challenge so you guys wouldn't vote me out. Sure, sure. I feel like they would understand that. Maybe. they. I mean, it might still end with him going home, but like that's the best possible argument. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so then we do the
1: challenge. It's, I
0: don't know, it's a fine challenge. They
1: they have to run it's into long. the woods. It's pretty long. They have to run into the woods, collect pieces of an outrigger canoe, put the outrigger canoe together, go out, grab a flag, come back to the
0: shore. But you must hit the flag, Jared such a weird I was like the only reason they are bringing this up is because somebody misses the flag, right? No. Nope.
1: No. And they they kind of bring it up because they go off course and yeah. they don't want them just going straight back to shore, but no, they have to go out of their way to go back to the to the flag. Anyway,
0: I did want to watch the survivor version of uh somebody struggling to parallel park if they missed it by like <laughs> a couple feet and had to like put the outrigger in reverse and try to hit the flag.
1: That would have been funny. Been pretty good. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. So it, it's pretty close through a large chunk of it. And then uh, Rory kinda loses a little bit of time. Jeff is pretty shady in this. Like He was. He was throwing a lot of sass toward everyone. And especially at the end, after the challenge is over. But the LaPevi tribe gets to the beach first, they boat both teams are terrible at paddling. Like, they just can't keep their outrigger canoe straight. Correct.
0: Uh, okay, wait, I did think of, well, I, I, the more I think about the guys, the more I'm like, wow, there are actually some interesting ones, because I like, um, I like Chad, too. I think they're just terrible together. Like, I think I, I think they just make each other worse. But anyway, <laughs> it feels like that part of the Uncanny valley too, is Jeff doesn't seem like himself. Jeff oh. feels like he's trying to stir up drama, and he's not reading the room. Like from the moment this season has started, no one all of them are almost like detached from Jeff. Mm-hmm. They are very like guarded and they say like very um like safe political things to Jeff, and Jeff just keeps punching them.
1: I wonder if that's a production putting pressure on Jeff to do that, maybe because they're not getting the all the drama that they got in the last season. Which yeah. is kind of like, I mean, America likes the drama, is what they Did think. They? <laughs> they don't, but they're re- if they're reading the room and they're like, "Wow,
0: this is also probably shooting while All Stars is airing."
1: That is true. Maybe they thought that was going to be big, and it just wasn't big.
0: Fascinating. Okay.
1: Anyway, that happens, and then, yeah, the the Lippevi tribe wins. Jeff throws shade that Rory lost a lot of time and that was some of the worst paddling I'd ever seen.
0: That's... Why Okay, yeah, Rory lost a lot of time. That's fine. Why are you calling him out that hard? It seems unnecessary.
1: Like, if you want to say you guys really struggled or just, like, put in small jokes, fine. But he seems to, like, personally attacking these people. And I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. So then we go back to camp. We go to Yasser and... Rory's like, well, it's either me or Bubba.
0: Sorry, I just thought of something with that. It does, I think maybe Jeff's attacking of them is part of the reason why they are so, like, it's just so safe. Like, it's pulling them back into their shell versus, like, when Jeff could be very nurturing of, like, hey, you guys gave it your best or, like, hard, like some tough love of, like, you know, you guys got to get your shit together. I think he's been on track a couple times, like, hey, you guys are playing an individual game. Yeah. And I think the guys are still playing an individual game. I agree,
1: but you're right. I think it, even at tribal councils, you get more information if you come at it from a an inquisitive bystander standpoint. Like, yeah. hey, I'm the narrator. I kind of want to know what's going on here. Then uh, you guys are dumb. Like, to, I am your prosecutor. To, what is going on here? Tell me more. It, you just get more.
0: Yeah, like a lot of questions are like, hey, why are you stupid? <laughs> people, hey, why are you bad at this game?
1: People are less likely to converse with you in that case there, Jeff. Yeah. So Rory feels it's him or Bubba. Amy's pissed at Bubba for communicating to Chris during that challenge. Valid. People are going to get themselves kicked out. People will get themselves kicked out. He sure did. He's not on our team. He's out. It's And at that point, we're like, okay, why are we even continuing with the episode? Everyone knows Yeah, Bubba's
0: gone. So is Rory the luckiest Survivor contestant that we've ever had? Talk to me about that. Lori, Rory has been the second choice In every single vote, possibly even the women's votes, Mm -hmm. possibly even the votes where he was not at tribal council. Rory is always the second choice to go home. There is a power in being the second choice. (laughs) He's just he's (laughs) he's such a weird dude. Every time he's on camera, I'm like, he's he has the vibe of like, I don't know how I got here (laughs) and I don't know what I'm doing, but it keeps working. I'm. Just for anyone who comes to this
1: episode late, we're watching 45 right now, and we're having a same scenario of someone who is always the second vote and is wow. somewhat somehow skinning by with just absolute luck. You say we? I am not watching 40. You are not. I am. So if you want to talk to me about that in an email, go ahead. I'm loving
0: it. It's great. So yeah, yeah and R- and like the next time on looks so hilarious for Rory. But he—it seems like he goes and gives them a, an ultimatum of like, "Hey, you have to promise you won't vote me out, or I will not do camp work. I'll stop doing things," which is kind of something I've—I've I've said should be done before. Because like a lot of times people be like, "I'm just gonna keep my nose down. I'm gonna work hard so they don't get rid of me." It's like you should also tell them you're doing that. Yeah. So that it is a topic of conversation. <laughs> I, but I. But then in his confession, he's like, "I didn't even believe the shit that was coming out of my mouth." <laughs>
1: Rory's an icon. I, I'm interested to see what you have to think about this episode. There's, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, that happens. The men
0: have a momentary prayer time before tribal, and we go to tribal. Oh, one one last thing, to, uh, one small thing. Eliza wanted to keep the men for the competition, probably, kind, like, logistically kind of smart. Don't say that to your alliance. Um, I like Eliza. She might be my one of my favorite people on this season, and she is a lock for Heroes versus Villains. Although a lot of the villains are women. Which hmm. hmm what does that say about you? No what does that say about Survivor? Oh, I know. And they're editing. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh Sandra's on the hero side? No. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay, Um. well, we'll talk about that the more the cast breakdown comes <laughs> out because so far I can't think of any women that are on the hero side and I can't think of any men that are on the villain side. Yeah, buddy. Yikes, survivor. Okay, Um. anyway, but Eli- Eliza does have a little too much contrarian in her. Like, do you just, is she the person at the party? Is she um-actually? Possibly. Is that, is that who she is? <laughs> at, as a 20-year-old law student?
1: <laughs> i mean it tracks with her profession and her life like yeah up to that point yeah.
0: she's she's incredibly young she's in a in she's a... smart
1: she knows she's smart
0: yeah i do just something to keep an eye on because that could be her fatal flaw that okay your downfall we love it so
1: tribal happens i only have two highlights from tribal do you want to do you have anything you want to bring up no okay <laughs> um my first one is just the collective we're not a tribe we're not a group, like... Yeah, that's true. This isn't... We're in this because we have to be in this. We're not a tribe. They didn't even try to pretend. No. And then Amy explicitly saying, you weren't gonna be the one who was picked to go, Bubba. Hilarious. And then Rory sitting there like, Hup. oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I was in trouble, but now I'm not. Fucking Rory.
0: What a, <laughs> the <what> man's
1: <laughs> just rolling nat 20s. <laughs> what a guy... Hey, it doesn't even have to be a nat 20 in this scenario. It just has to That's be. That's true. Everyone else just has to
0: roll nat 1s. He's rolling 11. It's so crazy because, like, in most seasons, he would be a first or a second vote. Or, like, if you ran the season back multiple times, probably usually a first or second vote. But everyone else that he's around keeps making these self-inflicted errors. Like, the the young guys, like, all conspiring with not having the numbers. <laughs> and also not trying to swing Rory. Maybe they couldn't have anyway. Maybe they did, and we didn't see too much of it. I think they did a little bit, regardless. And then, like, oh, he's definitely gone. He's in the minority on a tribe. They lose the challenge. Nope, he is Bubba the just minority. Just shoots
1: himself in the foot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. God damn
0: it. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're right. He's the only person of call- well. Now I don't know if Scout qualifies, but anyway. Okay.
1: The only the only issue with him trying to like flip is that the guys are tar- the young guys are targeting him. yeah
0: yeah (laughs) that's what i mean they're stupid (laughs) the young guys are stupid
1: yeah well they see him as the weak link as like so take him if you don't have the numbers absorb the weak link i'm aware yeah and then scout finally says there there are three guys that i wanted to play this game with these two that i picked they are two of them interesting we don't say who the other one is fascinating it's great who do you think the third one is Probably Sarge. Or I think it's Chad. I could also see Chad. That yeah. was going to be the second thing I said. They I... bond over both only having one knee. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Cool. All right. And then Bubba goes home. Yeah. It is astonishing how little information there is about Bubba on the internet. How, really? Yeah. The the highlights of Bubba in this 2023 landscape. So he doesn't come back. He does not come back. That makes sense. Is that he got covid and had to be intubated in 2020. Oh, God. 2021. Okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. That's a, that's a rough go. It is a rough go. He survived? He survived. All right. But, like, he got bad COVID. Wow, that's
0: it? That's it. Honestly, that's iconic. To come on, wear the most iconic shirt I've seen on Survivor up to this point. <laughs> Fuck around, oops, find out, and then disappear into the void.
1: They should have brought him on prices Right. Like, that, Correct. Ad- that advertising... Right itself. Yes. And maybe they
0: did. Maybe, maybe. that's just like a little known
1: tidbit that just doesn't get in there.
0: Yeah. There's a million episodes of Price is Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many. Cool. How do you think Bubba does in Future Survivor? Better. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, they they tried to show... I feel like they really tried to highlight his flaws, but they still... they None of them were that bad. Like... He may, he had one major slip up. He wasn't the person that was supposed to go home today, mm-hmm. despite being on the wrong side of the numbers. I think that usually he has a pretty strong game. Like, I could see him being usually a top seven ish contestant. It's kind of a shame he doesn't come back. I think that he has decent social skills. I think people like him. I don't think they find him that threatening. Um, but. That's the way the news goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. And he is the protagonist of the episode. I mean, from the beginning to the end, all of the conversation is about Bubba. Besides the tribe swap, but that's... I will say all the protagonists this season are kind of weak. Because it's all so heavy ensemble casting. Yeah. Which is... A hard turn from All-Stars and probably too far in the other direction.
1: Except for that one where Eliza kind of like took it upon herself to oh, be sure. the, the protagonist. Eliza decided I am the protagonist
0: of, for today.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then anything else you want to talk about before we end this episode?
0: No, but this is the most fun I've had with this season.
1: All right. I'm interested if the ensemble stuff, like if it dies down and you get more standouts
0: as we lose people. I mean, by default, we will. Yeah. Um, and I do think, I, it's always hard to tell if the duds went home early, if they were duds because they went home early, or were they, did they go home early because they were duds and we got lucky.
1: Okay. Did you, we talked about it last episode, but did you want to update your guy winner pick? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I I didn't do that last episode, did I? Um, funny enough, it would have been Bubba, so <laughs> I guess I'm glad I did. Welp, okay. Um... If at this point I don't think a guy's gonna win this season, it okay, it just doesn't seem possible to me. Um, barring or, or a big shake would have to happen. I shouldn't say that's not possible. It is. It is very possible. I think it's Chris. Okay, if it's a guy, heard, yeah,
1: cool. Then let us bumper.
0: I did say in the first episode, I was like, "It's Chris is the winner, isn't he?" <laughs> and then you back down from that? Yeah, I, well I I I joked about it and it like it it didn't plant a big enough seed in my head because I was like this motherfucker wins the game, doesn't he? Cuz the whole first episode was <laughs> fu- like wow, this guy can't win at can't all. Can't do a balance
1: beam. Well, yeah. what an idiot. <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast and thank you for like just being cool guys. cool peeps. I say guys and gen- I use it non-gendered, but yeah, like
0: I like I I wish that I wish that guys and dudes wasn't gendered because it feels like it shouldn't be. They're fun. I know they're fun things. The to The word say. dude is so fun on the. It's it's ah it's a good mouthfeel. My dudes, my dudes. Uh, anything you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah, I might have promoted this already. I don't always remember what I've promoted before. I've definitely talked about it a lot. Baldur's Gate Three. I'm not promoting that. I'm promoting uh, Honor Mode in Baldur's Gate Three, which is the fucking Iron Man mode that I'm having a blast with. Okay. It is impeccable every fight I am white knuckling it at one point I lost everyone my party I had to sneak away go back to camp didn't have enough money to revive them so I had to retrieve their bodies using withers and then just like swapped out for new party members to go finish that fight sure it's awesome I don't think I'm gonna make it to the end of the game in that mode though I (laughs) I expect I will get a total party kill at some point okay
1: but I was looking forward to buying it because I was like okay I didn't have time when it first came out Maybe by the time I finally get to it, it'll go down in price, and then it one game of the year, no. and it's not going down anymore. They're,
0: they're also they're uh, also putting a bunch of more content out for it. Like yeah. the the last patch that came out was massive. Yeah. So they're supporting it. So it's kind of like, why would it drop in price?
1: Because I want it to, Jared. they'll
0: okay. yep. get it for you for Christmas.
1: I mean, you can. I would probably buy it myself for Christmas, but I'm not going to stop you. What are you going to promote? I'm going to promote doing your best over the next couple weeks it's going to be real busy for us i open a show so we're going to do our best and we ask for your patience and i think we'll be
0: fine but the last time i said that we weren't
1: yeah so so just roll with us we're we're trying our best to get these out you have tech week yeah this week is going to be nuts next week we open and i'm just yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to do everything i can For my co host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Try, try, try again. Try again. again. Bye -bye. Bye bye! Bye bye!